0: single Saturday on these airwaves. My name is Casey Steve, the voice of your valley. I'm Merced's News Talk, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS, this is Citizen Watch. Come on! Yeah. All of our little communities out there in the great San Joaquin Valley in the Reach of the mighty transmitter at kyos here we are my name's casey steed on citizen watch how we say merced county morning news i get so used to doing the news when you do that five days a week for the last year it's hard to believe we've been doing that i'll go out with that song and ah, it's hard to believe we've been doing that every week without a break for the last year hopefully Some folks enjoy that. I'm sure there's somebody up at 6 a.m., 6 to 7 a.m., Monday through Friday. We try to bring you some local news, some of the great interviews Roger Wood does. In case you don't hear those, we're not able to bring them all, but some of them. He does six. We only have five days. Of course, Roger Wood on the uh, Saturday lineup, 6 to 7 o'clock, Citizen Watch. This week, we just kind of rambled on about the point-in-time count for the homeless, also the jailbreak, talking a little bit about that a couple of weeks ago. People remember that? Hey, there's three outstanding folks. $30,000, that's like uh, that's like Benny money, I call it. What a dog that Benny is. And uh, what else? 7 o'clock, Roger Wood, seven to, nine, seven, 7 to 9, 7 to 8 o'clock, Roger Wood. Six great episodes, community conversations. 8 to 9 o'clock citizen watch of course today you heard delray shelton council member district six city of merced council member district six we've had him on these airwaves before but not often enough i'll tell you he's competition for taking over the show with that beautiful voice of delray's we talked about project unity this is a project he's brought forward with the city council for, uh, with the city council's help and also some of the who's who in the community, uh, just going from my memory, Dr. Steve teaching, uh, Merced college president, uh, uh, the Merced or Merced university of California chancellor, I'm trying to go from memory here, all of the different people. He had involved a couple of school board members. Shane Smith comes to mind. Uh, it was it was really a who's who. So again, Project Unity. We talked to Del Rey about that in the 8 o'clock hour. And then, of course, 9 to 9.30. Well, that's what you're listening to now. The bonus, the bonus half hour. So we appreciate all of our guests, all of our listeners. I don't know how many are still out there after, after listening to me by myself. That's why we try to get guests. If you want to be a guest on these airwaves, you're a political guy, you want to talk about stuff, either give me a call if you don't have my number, or send me an email at psa at 1480kyos.com. That's our new email address, even for you folks out there in the community, the, the Lions, the the boosters, the uh, all of the rabble rousers out there, the nonprofits, the good folks out there. We always try to support a lot of virtual events. Uh, it's like the Atwater Rotary, what their crab feast. Roger always gets me every year. Do you like lobster? Who doesn't? I certainly do. And the last couple of years have really been fun attending that event. Well, this year it's the lobster with no lobster fest. So. We have a promo running for that. Again, these nonprofits, just because the governor says you're shut down doesn't mean they don't quit doing the good work they do all year round. Somebody that we want to visit with soon is Rob Bapte with the Hate Dust Project. I hope to have him in here. People, people may remember his efforts locally and really, I guess, nationally because you don't know who you're helping these folks that come in, Ronald McDonald House, Make-A-Wish, some of the things that he and his wife, Andrea, have done, and the people that support his efforts. Just unbelievable. So again, if you have something that you need to get out there, uh, always send it in. PSA at 1480kyos.com. We'll try to get it on for you. So uh, at 1480kyos.com, that's our streaming website. You can stream Stream the show, all of our shows, whatever content is playing at the time, 24 hours a day. And then, of course, Roger's show. We we even got Roger up there on the on the podcast. He really, you know, it's it's just as easy to fix that squeaky wheel than to keep listening to it sometimes. So we got Roger up there, and you can hear all of his shows also every week in case you miss Community Conversations. Uh, I got something, you know, we get the Sunstar down here, the said Sunstar, one of our uh, resources, if you will. Yeah, you know, we get all the major papers, the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal. I mean, you ought to see it. It can hardly find the door in the morning. But the Sunstar put a little uh, insert in here. It actually made the paper about twice as thick. It says, the print experience at your fingertips. Love your digital access, but don't want to leave the print experience behind. Access the e-edition for a digital reputa, replica reputa, replica of the printed paper plus exclusive additional content. So, you know, it's kind of funny because here I'm holding the paper in my hand. And it says, do you want the print experience? I'm getting the print experience. But what they're leading us into, my friends, as you know, we've, we've followed media, the print media here on and off. I've read you some articles. It's a, it's a dying art, you know, printing something out on a piece of paper and delivering it to the masses every day. The distribution uh, system required for that compared to the profit margin is not so hot. And I don't know if you've read our local paper, if you've had a chance to see it. It's not much more than about four pages on a normal day on a good day. And it's not because there's a lack of articles. Again, it's getting that information out at a profitable rate. It gets down to weight. gets down to mass. And when you can transmit something digitally, electronically, at the speed of light, well, this does seem a little archaic. Now, being uh, someone who appreciates a good paper and likes the print experience, as they say here at your fingertips, it's somewhat disappointing to know, and you have to be realistic about things, that the print experience is probably going to morph into some sort of digital experience. I don't know if they'll have little sensors you'll put on your fingers to feel like newsprint is rubbing across them. Uh, Leave a little black ink on there uh, once in a while. Remember when you used to get the silly putty? And you would smash it out on the comics and it would pick up the comics in all their beautiful color. So the print experience is leaving, I think. I think that's what the Sun Star is trying to tell us in a nice way. I don't know. I'm not trying to uh, read the tea leaves, so to speak. But uh, I can tell you, it, it's difficult. It's really difficult. The electronic media, as you know, is uh, immediate. You can get out so much information. Uh, I really appreciate Well, I wanted to segue into this was the Merced County Times. I really appreciate their publication this week's edition. For example, a great uh, front-page article on one of our embattled councilmen, uh, formerly embattled, has done a great job of uh, keeping his eyes focused on the job uh, at hand, comes back from some criticism, not only by some folks in the community, but by by the former council, some former council members. A uh, great article on that, uh, also the coverage of this week's Merced County Board of Supervisors meeting, also some of the things coming to town. Uh, just just all kinds of interesting articles from the Merced County Times. And when you talk about the experience, the newsprint experience at your fingertips. That's what you really get every week from the Merced County Times. I know John Derby and his group over there, all of the Johns, John Miller, John Derby, uh, John Whitaker, probably leaving a few, of course, Beverly, Barella, a lot of the good reporters they've had over there over the years. And uh, this publication, I don't know how many pages it is. Let's see. Are there numbers here? Yeah, I guess there are 16, 16 pages. Now, I know it only comes out once a week, but it's it's a great experience, so... The print experience. Get it while you can. Uh, for you youngsters that have never read a newspaper, I don't know. You ought to try it at least once. Hopefully, you see the Merced County Times out there. There's so many places you can get that. And again, some good articles in this week's paper. I wanted to talk about the Outwater City Council meeting. There was actually no. Let me go back to. Let me go back to the County Board of Supervisors meeting. We talked about the vaccine portion of the meeting. That was a big por- a big deal. Obviously, there was a report by the public health department about what's going on, or more more pointedly, what's not going on with getting the vaccine from the state and then getting it into people's arms here. But there were other things they talked about. The meeting started, of course, at ten o'clock. It was a three hour It was a three hour tour. It was a long meeting. Of course, there was a lot discussed. Uh, Jerry O'Banion, there was some uh, well wishes going out to Jerry O'Banion. Evidently, he's been under the weather, sick. I don't know with what. I don't know if it's the COVID. But somebody that did get the COVID was former Board of Supervisors Chairman Rodrigo Espinosa. He was honored as past chairman. He also talked a very very uh, poignant story about his struggles with covid uh, he said he saw the light, literally uh, having, not having you know really dealt with COVID or having it around. Obviously, taking precautions. Somebody came over visit him. Boom, he got it. Seven days in the hospital. Said it drove him crazy the first day there. You know, it wasn't like he was uh, just being in the hospital. That setting, you know, it's it's very unnerving. So again, he recovered, and we're we're thankful that that has happened, and. It was it was just a sobering moment uh, to hear uh, to hear that. So again there was a lot of talk about the vaccine rollout, bad information from the state. Uh, again some of the comments just priceless by supervisor Silvera and supervisor McDaniel. Then they went on to talk about septic tanks. Now this is kind of interesting. Normally not a uh, not a fun subject, but now all septic tanks in the county whether or not you're in the city or not, are going to come under the county's jurisdiction. Removals, replacements, hookups, those type of things, all are coming in the county's purview because septic tanks are considered on-site wastewater treatment plants, believe it or not. They separate the solids. The I mean, very, very basic. Very, very basic. I won't get into the dirty details, but a lot of septic tanks are here in the city of Merced, there are a lot of county islands. There's a lot of areas that are not served by sewer. There's no sewer mains in the area. And so, very interesting to see the cities, all six cities, basically punted this issue to the county because they don't want to deal with the enforcement when these things start to fail. You know, do they meet the current codes? And contamination, that sort of thing. The idea is to get everybody onto the uh, sewer system, the septic sewer system, as best they can, um, if it's available. But if it's not, then you may have to allow somebody to repair or even replace their septic system within the city of Merced. So now, instead of going down to the city of Merced or the city of Livingston or one of the other four, uh, six, or the uh, one of the six incorporated cities we have here in the county of Merced. You now go down to the county, and they're the heavy. And there was some back-and-forth discussion among the supervisors and CEO Brown about how they really didn't want to take on this responsibility. But evidently, the city managers uh, really groveled to have the county take on this responsibility. Of course, I'm sure there's fees and things that go on with that. But uh, again, they have to take their time to do it. But they're the one that's going to be the heavy. If, uh, you know, you have a problem with your septic tank. So just be aware of that, that you're now going to have to deal with the county of Merced. The cost and feasibility, they say they will look at that. You know, they will look at, uh, well, how much is it going to cost for this guy to go onto the sewer, city water, city sewer. I know to get on city water here in the city of Merced, I believe with a one-inch connection. And this doesn't include any on-site improvements. This is just the privilege uh, being able to have a meter in your front yard, uh, the cost from the city is $20,000. I believe sewer is commensurate with that. I think it's about 15000 So as you can see, very, very expensive. And that's if it's there. If it's not there, then they may let you rebuild. So interesting conversation back and forth on uh, what they call on-site wastewater distribution or on-site wastewater distribution. Uh, systems, basically septic tanks. Then they got into economic development and uh, nuisance dumping. Mark Hedrickson made this presentation. Uh, Code enforcement helped him out with this. But it's really interesting to know that after all of these years in the county of Merced, there's no penalty for illegal dumping unless you're literally caught in the act. If you're in the middle of scraping it out of the back of your truck, your trunk, you know, letting it fall off the car, whatever, you, whatever you're whatever you dumping, wherever you're dumping. And this is a perennial problem uh, here in the county with the orchards, the farms that we have. You've always heard about the illegal dumping of the meth labs, the chemicals, some of the things that get put on people's property that really are very expensive to abate. Uh, even with the marijuana grows, they uh, dump the fertilizers, those sort of things. Well, just regular household trash, has always been a problem. Uh, you even hear it in the country, Western songs, you know, go along Thigpen Road dumping trash. and there. You it seemed like there was always a place in the county that people knew about for years, La Paloma Road there at the gate. People would just dump their trash, or you'd be going out to Snelling, and you'd round a curve on 59, and there's a, a TV. You know, it's just unbelievable what some people do, the audacity, the... Uh, Well, there's another word for it, but I don't think I can say that on a family show. Anyway, no penalty here in the county. So they have now, in 2020, what is today? 2021, they have tightened that up. This is the first reading of the ordinances. Uh, So basically what they've done, if they can find two pieces of ID, identifying information in the trash, you're going to be uh, tied to the abatement costs, the cleanup costs. So it used to be they had to catch in the act. Now, if they just find the pile of whatever that you've left, they can uh, go through that, sift through that, you know, you know, boxes, labels on boxes, that sort of thing. Evidently, what's happened is people have, and you know, innocently have somebody come and clean up their trash. Uh, these uh, folks that come by, you know, they'll clean up your property, take it to the dump, and then they don't. They save the dump fees. They go to some orchard, some Property, agricultural property, whatever. It doesn't have to be ag. It can be, you know, a vacant lot within the city. And they dump it. And uh, there, there's no there's no penalty. So they've gone and, and figured out. Now, the problem is say you have paid somebody to clean your property, they dump it and they find identifying information. They come back to you and you say, well, hey, I paid for this. They're going to be flexible. They're going to be flexible, they said. Uh, Council, or excuse me, Supervisor Pereira related a story where, uh, it was kind of a wandering story, but he talked about having cows and so you really can't drive onto his property, but people leave things along the front of the road. They dumped them illegally out there in the county, and he went through, found some ID, called the gentleman. Uh, The gentleman said, well, my grandkids uh, said they were going to throw that away. Obviously, they didn't. Supervisor Pereira suggested the grandkids, you know, come out and clean it up as a life lesson, which they did. And uh, so I, I, you know, maybe that's that is the way to go. They talked a little bit about the fees. They wanted to make it painful enough where you got the message, but not punitive, because the fees they were talking about—fifty uh, to five thousand dollars a day—if you're caught uh, for some of these things. I don't know what the degree of penalty. In other words, what's a five thousand dollar day penalty? Is that a couch and a love seat and a TV? Uh, bassinet or is that just, you know, the old 50 inch you want to get rid of? Is that 50? I don't know, but $5,000 a day, that'll get your attention. A few days of that. And you can imagine uh, you wouldn't own your property. Of course, they talked about enforcement methods. And one of those would be the proverbial lien on your property, which they're not opposed to doing. They've done things about that. But then you have to ask yourself, what about the homeless folks? To bring uh, tons, literally, of trash onto private property, farmland, that sort of thing, it kind of, you know, flows out from the transportation right of ways onto private property. Where's the penalties for people? Again, personal responsibility. So again, a hard problem. But I was just fascinated that there was no, absolutely no, uh, nothing on the books about a law against illegal dumping unless you find them. Uh, one thing that Scotty Silvera mentioned, which I thought was important, he goes, you see more illegal dumping because we haven't had the spring cleanups and the dum-dums, as he called them, that uh, continue to do this should have their property lien or some sort of um, penalty. And again, the spring cleanup is a very a really important thing. Here in Merced, they used to let folks just drag everything out to the sidewalk, the curb, certain period of time during the year. It was absolutely unbelievable. And the the amount of things people would throw away. You drive along some streets, it just it looked like people everybody was moving out. And then they got it to the point where you had to take it over to one of the designated drop-off locations. Uh, certain locations would only take certain things, tires, uh, paints, that sort of thing. You only had limited resources. Of course, now we have the bulky item drop-off location. There was some talk at the Board of Supervisors meeting about utilizing the resource the city of Merced has. As a, of course, if you don't know, if you're a city of Merced resident, you don't even need a utility bill now. All you need to do is prove that you live in the city limits. So your driver's license something with your address on it. They wanted two forms of ID. They've loosened that up now. You can take stuff over there to Highway 59, Yosemite Avenue, the old uh, Boulders Unlimited. Uh, No, it's not a coffee shop. No, Boulders Unlimited, excuse me, the bulky item drop-off. Used to be the old Boulders Unlimited over there on the corner of Highway 59 and Yosemite Avenue. They're open four days a week, Tuesday through Friday. I believe it's noon to three. And then two Saturdays a month. It was one Saturday a month. I don't know if this Saturday is one of those Saturdays. But there was some talk about maybe opening that up beyond Merced County residents. And I say, why not? I mean, if you're over there in Beachwood, which is just a, you know, a love seats throw away from the bulky item drop-off, why wouldn't you let somebody come over and drop it off? I mean, isn't the point not having this blight? All over the county. Somebody mentioned when you come in any entrance to the county, you see piles of trash. It's just terrible. Lloyd Pereira also, after his beautiful story of the grandson getting the lesson from grandpa about not making it all the way to the dump, talked about, uh, wanted to let everybody know it's your trash until it gets to an approved dump facility. Uh, You know, basically the dump. So it's, it's good to know that. and uh, it, It's good to know that. Unfortunately, you know, some people get duped a little bit like the grandpa-grandson story. But, hey, what do you do? Uh, another interesting thing that I found uh, that they kind of cleaned up, Jeremy, Ron came up, Cal Fire, talked about this water tank requirement in the county. I didn't know there was a water tank requirement in the county. But evidently for new structures uh, in the county, you have to have fire sprinklers and so the need for a water tank outside of your structure is evidently negated now by the building code for fire sprinklers in a structure so you could get out of providing this water tank by giving them a $3000 in lieu of fee which you know when you think about it what what good is it to have a rule to have a tank if you can just get out of the requirement by paying 3000 bucks You know, I wanted to cover the Atwater City Council meeting and I just didn't get a chance because we're out of time. I'll tell you, it goes so quick, our time together every week. But we'll have more to talk about next week. Really appreciate you listening. My name's Casey Steed, the voice of your valley on Citizen Watch on Merced's News Talk, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. Have a great weekend. Enjoy yourself and we'll see you later.